0: Footy Prime, the podcast, is brought to you by Tony Bett, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy.
1: Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
3: Oi, the boys on footy prime on occasion
1: are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And fii- thank you for listening. Baby,
3: Let's give one more round of applause for the co to beat them off. The one-stop shop, and Dumbop. Still to come in the review, we've got the fingers into any pie man, James Sharman. And, of course, your favorite menon, Jimmy Brennan. And, of course, everybody's favorite, Big Wang Wong. But now, coming to the stage, the goalie with the holy, the Groover from Vancouver, ladies and gentlemen, Crank, the Redwood Forest. Let's get this party started. At the redwood i love that and and he's in bc right now as well it's kind of fitting right craig <laughs> there's no redwoods in uh, bc oh no, there's not where are they native to california <laughs> oh yeah don't that's, you know anything
4: uh, about nature charms you no not really Well,
3: i know some things but not 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 where the redwoods native to no i'm sorry uh-huh. i think that's just what he called his package was big
0: redwood <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not a, I'm not a, well, thank you very much, Jimmy.
4: I've seen you
3: in
0: the shower
4: yourself.
3: The, uh,
1: thank you very much.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be a Wednesday episode without a little shower talk, eh, boys?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: hi- hi- hyperbole. I think it's some
0: hyperbole for Craig. I remember <laughs> I did, uh, I made some mistake in the U team and the full manager, Bobby Ferguson, the guy who took over after Bobby Robson. Yeah, he came into the dressing room and he called me a Canadian Redwood. I said, Bob, there's no Redwoods in Canada. He's like, it doesn't fucking matter, you fucking Canadian.
3: It's snoozing,
0: it's losing."
3: (laughs) Now, these days, if a manager made light of where you're from, they'd probably get fired. Mm, They called me the colonial as well.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't go down well either, would it? I didn't even know what the oh. fuck they were talking about. I would have called you the Big Orca. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would have been at least more
4: fitting. More local. More local. <laughs> but I, I don't think, like, BC was big on the travel blocks for a lot of English, especially, right? They were lucky if they knew that they could name Toronto, let
0: alone and say to, they've been... Well, until 1986, when the expo happened and Vancouver changed forever. Right. Overnight, really. Nobody went What's home.
3: show. I'm watching a show right now called North Water. Have you seen this? It's it's about this uh, whaling expedition in, in the 1800s, and uh, the ship goes down. They get kind of uh, castaways, essentially, right? But anyway, the, the, the last episode ends with him climbing into a dead polar bear to stay warm. It's kind of cool. Mm. Oh. What the? F- what? Yeah, it's called the it's called the North Water. <laughs> Give it a try. It's really really moody and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> why, he,
1: he why, do you always, why do you want to suck the soul out of us man
5: <laughs> right up charm's alley right up
3: charm's alley yeah. it's no now, nothing like, star like wars. Show. wasn't it star wars when han solo climbed into the the dead something or other just yeah Day what one? was that thing oh i gotta I find know. that name but uh same thing as that basically I, when i first saw i thought you're ripping off star wars not cool from the from the 1800s you're watching this show yeah it wasn't made then well, this is it's what it set was. In, it's, set, it's, it's, set. it's with um, Colin Farrell is in it. Oh, it must be good. Yeah, that He, makes he plays a, like a murderous um I'll, I'll give it a try. It's, it's worth it. It's on I don't know where it is, it's somewhere you'll find it. And he's the one
1: that got in the polar bale?
3: No, no. He he polar point, he um killed two um indigenous <laughs> people and uh, his mate and he stolen the canoe and got off around the corner somewhere. I'm sure okay. he'll make an appearance again at some point. Well, I don't need to see it now, do we?
5: And Jimmy, <laughs> I, I know you were uh, you were sitting on this for a while, but the animal that Han Solo climbed into was the Tauntaun. So I know the Jimmy Tauntaun. was worried about that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's worried I, I about saw, that fact.
3: I saw it's a scary. movie once where Han Solo climbed into an ewok, but it wasn't quite the same movie. It wasn't Star Wars This
5: one.
3: It was, <laughs> 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 it was like, Star
5: oh. Wars? see my do lightsaber, an Ewok.
3: <laughs> Sex Wars. Those crazy. Sex Wars. You know, actually, <laughs> I-, I stumbled upon. Um, they used to make like porn versions of well-known shows, right? And I stumbled yeah. upon a Cheers episode do. once. Do they still do it? I don't. Hey, you didn't. Still- you didn't stumble across it. <laughs> okay, I was frantically googling and I found <laughs> it. <laughs> You know what these these July pods they're like our preseason pods, aren't they? Hey, not really much plan though in these preseason pods. Who cares how good they are? We'll just just try and get them out and prep for the, the real pod season coming up next month. But uh, I think this has started off pretty well.
5: Yeah, I I I agree. Especially the fact that you wanted to watch Norm Peterson and Cliff Claven have sex.
4: <laughs> googling <laughs> that well, both of those both of those guys sound like nasl superstars from the 1970s yeah, definitely uh, we better start talking about football before jimmy
3: shows us his tauntaun otherwise we'll be totally different
4: show too late
3: too late yeah that would be better about a minute ago it
1: just it sounds, sounds heavy you know? doesn't
3: it ton. <laughs> <laughs> um so so speaking of preseason, um we'll get to this whole Canada soccer thing in a bit there's lots of Canada soccer news kind of tired of it all right now so let's start with some football pre-season you know it doesn't mean nothing I guess in the context to uh, Manchester United smashed Liverpool 4-0 for example in Bangkok <laughs> speaking of Tontons uh <laughs> on Tuesday um too late <laughs> does, does it mean nothing the preseason even if you lose 4-0 to your most hated rivals i mean do you think that that bugged them a little bit or don't they, they just don't give a damn it's it's preseason you're in bangkok it was uh, about, about five minutes yeah about five minutes yeah yeah. Means especially
0: when you're in nothing. bangkok it's really two
5: and a half minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's get out of here yeah <laughs>
3: Yeah. Right. What's, the, what's the what's the red light district called in bangkok again oh it's so Patpong. F- uh pat pong pat pong yeah pat pong yeah yeah head down yeah. to pat pong hit the markets ping, ping pong hit the clubs yeah it's ping pong <laughs> and pat pong there's
1: definitely there is ping, ping pong, and pong there's definitely some ping pong balls <laughs> flying around there Ugh.
4: with all the I don't work know, that, where they practice that but it's, it's another I, subject have you seen eric ten Hogg talking about practice it's been hilarious his quotes are yeah, there's a lot of mistakes we, we, there's a lot of work to be done
3: yeah, after winning four <laughs> nil, first tour. At least his team was pressing in that one anyway. Looked pretty good actually. But uh, listen, I'm not going to judge him on one game of preseason, even though it was four nil. What was the most uh, exotic preseason location for you, Craig? Hmm. But <laughs> 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 Butler. <He's> exotic. Spain. <laughs>
0: Where though? It's a big country. Yeah,
4: Granada, one of these less or, attractive. Puerto Banos. Oh, news. Poor- oh.
5: I spent
1: a week there. One night, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> at,
0: at Sinatra's, where's yeah. the Sinatra's? It's right on the right on the corner. Sinatra's. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, frequented by uh, summertime footballers on their break. In fact, when I was there and I was standing, chatting with uh, Razor Ruddock, and there was a guy there, a Scouser. And he was chatting and he kind of came into the conversation, an older guy, and we were having a good time and just slamming drinks back. And he, he says to us, uh, do you want to come back to my yacht? This time it's already daylight. You know, it's like they're Spain, right? They don't start until like midnight. So it's daylight. We go back to this guy's yacht and we jump on this boat. And it's like, not just any yacht, it's massive. It's, it's the biggest one in the whole friggin' marina. So go to the back door. It's locked. He can't get in. And they get to another door. He's like, yeah, come around here, lads. Go into another door. And it's locked as well. And now I'm thinking, who the fuck is this guy? I don't even, like, know. Is this his boat? We end up finding a door that's unlocked. We walk in. And all of a sudden, the whole boat crew comes up the stairs. And their boxer is ready to kill somebody because they think they, somebody's broke in. And now I'm thinking, holy shit. I'm the first guy they see. <laughs> and, they, and they see they see the guy over there he goes oh sorry boss i was like oh yeah thank god honestly i thought we i thought this guy was some kind of clown anyway he was a uh, um there's a guy he was part owner of liverpool at one stage he had a daughter that was in in the press quite a bit if you remember jimmy anyway in the paper business or something like that but anyway what a good time that was. Yeah. I thought
5: you were gonna tell us. I thought you were gonna tell us that when the door opened, there were there was there was Charms on his computer Googling Norm Peterson and Cliff Claven
3: having sex.
1: <laughs> Why? Why? he wasn't Google back
5: then. <laughs> oh sorry. Jeeves. Yeah. Uh, ask Jeeves. Yeah.
3: <laughs> ask Jeeves. <laughs> I forgot
4: about our yeah. I'm over here googling where Puerto Banus was because I've never where heard. Where
1: is that? South of South of Spain, Marbella. Yeah, Costa
4: I yeah. remember we
1: I, we had a we had a weekend off one time. We had four days off, and uh, I was at Norwich. And when you get a few days off, everybody flies off to to Spain, right? We took off. There's about twenty of us. We get there, and there's just footballers everywhere, right? Just taking a few days off on the beach. And we're at a Sinatra's, we're at a few other bars. Everybody's having a great time. We start playing these drinking games. Obviously I'm losing. And also I remember waking up and this room is pitch black. And you remember like in Spain, Craig, you know, they've got those big, uh, those Spanish shutters. When they close, it's like pitch black the room,
0: right? Yeah. yeah.
1: So I wake up, this room is pitch black and i have no idea what's going on i can't find anything right i'm naked on this bed i'm in this bed by myself of course and i'm looking no i swear my life and i'm looking around and i can't see anything and i'm patting down the walls and for some reason i I hit panic mode i start yelling help help (laughs) i thought i'd been kidnapped right (laughs) You start hearing all these, all these travel stories, you know, where people get kidnapped and I'm in this room. I can't my find kidney? Any, I can't find the kidney. doors. I can't find anything. I've got no clothes, my phone, nothing. And I'm screaming now, help me, help me. And I'm banging on the walls. All of a sudden this door opens and this guy opens the door. He's like, you okay? I went, no, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Look at me. I'm naked. I'm in this room where I'm, and I go out to the room there must be 20 people sitting in this room. James Beatty's there. All the guys I travel with. They're all making they're all making breakfast. I come out of this room naked, sweating, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen. It. I went back in, turned the light up, put my clothes on just sat there like a loser for the last the next hour just while everybody's just grilling
0: yeah spain could do that to you i remember steve lomas he was there and you know what the irish guys are like they don't they're not starting at midnight they're starting at noon yeah right so by the time midnight comes that's where all the all the spanish are coming out it's starting to liven up and meanwhile lomi's sideways he can't even stay out so for three days he's sick and he's like somebody poisoned me somebody poisoned me and i'm like yeah your fucking self He's you killed yourself <laughs> it was you you idiot <laughs> and it happened the next time we went to spade too. the same thing i'm like oh look at that somebody poisoned you again
3: <laughs> i think uh gary lineker's son wayne has a, a place out in ibiza where all the footballers go now right a club or something or some resort he owns and runs his brother has yeah. a chain of bars called lineker's yeah, but think it's, isn't it his son i think he's his son
4: that was his brother was, was it who's, okay. who's like a yeah, was. nightlife version of him At least that's, depending on what papers you read.
3: But I think the footballers go there because they they do feel protected. They have a great time. But uh, I guess they can control the paparazzi to a certain degree. These young guys love to come here.
4: Like June, if you you go to Cabana Pool Bar, June, you'll see all of these footballers that uh, you may or may not know, depending on how involved they are in their clubs. But they love the anonymity of being here. There's no do, you do you approach they
3: them? do you approach them? Be, be I've do. spoken to a couple of them. Yeah, to be but are they trying to find an anim- anonymity? Anonymity.
4: Yeah, and then I'm the only
3: one that's going to spot Danny Welbeck. He
4: didn't have a problem, so uh, just you know, said hello, best of luck next season, and uh, make sure you go
3: this place if you want some good Korean barbecue. That was it. <laughs> that, <wasn't this laughs> yeah. that's that was an easy four there. years ago. Yeah, not saying it. Um, what was I going to say? Do you know, so as as the women's game gets more popular, right, and and they're more professional they're paid more and, and you know we, Christ, we've, discussed, we've interviewed these guys and talked to ex-players for years now we get some great stories away from the pitch away from the team the club they enjoy themselves right footballers enjoy themselves mm. there's some stories that that most of which cannot be said in this podcast do you think as the women's teams get more successful um they're going to have similar stories on the podcast in, in five ten years from now <laughs>
4: That's a good question. That's a good point. They, they've, they've certainly got tons of stories, and I think that the, you know, they're, they're comfortable sharing them in certain situations. Uh, but I do think the landscape is different, right? I think that uh, some of those similar stories are just judged in a different way from coming from women, which is why they don't come out uh, that way. The, the forum isn't the same. It, it isn't a level, um, you know, a safe zone. I would say there's, so
3: there's, there's no, no adaboyisms ataboy- no with the, the women's game, right? For example, no, or, or at least fewer, it's wrong, fewer, fewer. Yeah, right. Mm. Why are you smiling, Jimmy?
1: Because I'm laughing at your words that you're chucking out. It's like you swallowed
3: a dictionary at the moment, right? <laughs> hey? Adaboyism isn't isn't a word, I don't think. Yeah,
4: <laughs> anonymity. It, you, they used to sponsor Tottenham, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough
3: one. Yeah. anonymity that's a real tough one actually and
1: he's yeah. so he's so chuffed at himself when he chucks him out you
3: just see a little hello <laughs> i know you know I, I surprised myself jimmy that's what it is it's like holy shit one taker right. nice can't believe it
1: he's got them written down four words <laughs> yeah. that have to be said on this podcast
3: go that happens <laughs> right that happens in some interviews or right at play at, at teams they'll say to a, a player listen in your post-match interview you must get these words out there's some great youtube videos about that and you see what some some ex-player or some player using some ridiculous term or or phrase or a word. It's because his teammates said, you must get this phrase out during this post-match interview.
4: Yeah. We've done that before on there. Have we not? Didn't Sid do that with you during the World Cup show? Wasn't there a key word that you had to say at some point? That was 12 years ago now, probably. The wager was a pint or something? I think I did that at Fox briefly.
5: No way was the wager a pint for charms. Would have been like a uh, glass of water. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I hate my beer. <laughs> he me. doesn't like to gamble. He doesn't want to gamble. <laughs> oh right, right. Four sixty-five because... at the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, you're I'm not. not a, doing you're good not now.
4: a cheap man. I mean, you are Scottish,
3: but you're not a cheap man. I'm very generous. I think actually.
4: Right, but you do Six. have. You have developed this weird reputation for being cheap because of your gambling, like.
3: Yeah, fear. gambling, but that's changed. It's like... changed now. I'm now betting five, ten dollars a bet sometimes. So. Yeah, or yeah, how you share your change. pies.
4: Yeah.
3: Be Jesus careful. Christ, are we going down this road again, are we, Jimmy? Wow. I'm going to keep going down that road oh. until I get a pie. Jimmy, we just have to go to watch York play and spend 13 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy,
1: come to a York game. Of Happy to give you one. Oh, I'd yeah. love to go watch them play.
4: 13. <laughs> not allowed.
1: He's not allowed in yet. <laughs> Very entertaining at the moment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I speak about the women's game, though, and uh, Canada's women playing Jamaica tomorrow night um, for a chance to play probably the States and a chance to qualify for the Olympic. To qualify for the World Cup now in coca a um And I'm watching this game and, and this tournament, and Sinky's still Sinky, right? Still scoring goals. But obviously, she's 39 now. And Bev's spoken about it. She spoke about it on our show as well, about when is, when is enough for Sinky? And, and she's confident that Sinky will tell her. I hope you notice I'm saying Sinky right now. Not yeah, I have Sinky. noticed that. I was like, wow. <laughs> was just, just for the listeners out possible. there. He's speaking about the goat Christine
4: Sinclair. For those who you know haven't been in the in <laughs> soccer circles or in the locker room with
3: her, I, w- I would hope that anyone listening to this podcast knows who who Cinkey is. When I refer not only to that, Cinkey it's is. it's the ghost
5: of Amy Walsh tapping on your shoulder. That's why I know. Yeah,
3: yeah, seriously, the cousin, the cousin of Cincy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's the the uh, well, whatever it is. I, I haven't got a line there. Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> so, so <laughs> That, you, got a, you know when you got, got like a town a city in, in some other country and it's got like a sister town somewhere else in a different country what's that called again yeah, what's yeah it's that like called? sister bro, i think it's sister actually called town. sister city yeah is yeah. that what it is yeah, yeah. okay so since sister city is sinky that's, That's Stop That's going down one. this road I thought,
1: That's say,
4: I thought you were gonna say something interesting like uh, Cincinnati's sister city is Dubrovnik, like someplace beautiful. Yeah, yeah. no, no. And
3: the loser of roast battle,
4: James Sharman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, my, my, my point being with Christine Sinclair in her role, with the uh, World Cup approaching the Olympics the year after as well. How do you handle her right now? If you're better priestman, when you see some there isn't that much up front right now for Canada, there aren't any other, you know, Christian Sinclair's and ways and good players, don't get me wrong, but not in a striker role. How do you Craig? How do you handle a player, a legend like that? when do you know enough's enough?
5: (laughs) What's
0: he doing?
3: Fucking funny, can you ask that question again?
0: (laughs) He was on (laughs) He's on YouTube.
4: Are you on hold? He's on customer he's on customer service hold for some. He's trying to get Roger's
3: version back on.
1: <laughs> what? Can you ask this? Can you ask that question again?
3: Was this is Jeopardy. Yeah, he's in a big <laughs> yeah. window right now on PornTube Trying to find <laughs> Cheers is what he's doing right now. You know he is. Um, no, so so Kristen Sinclair, right? Thirty-nine years of age, still scoring goals. Not much else <laughs> from a prolific standpoint behind her. Um, what do you do with your Beth Priestman? With obviously big games coming up, Olympics, World Cup, next couple of years. Wins enough for enough. And how do you deal a superstar like her?
0: Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's something they don't teach you, Jimmy. I don't think in coaching when you're taking your licenses, I don't believe Um, maybe they do in your pro licenses, but I, uh, it's a, it's a situation where the two parties, obviously Bev and Christine will probably have conversations and I think Christine will understand uh, when her time's up anyway um, and to a point where she will be a, uh, you know, a, a substitute or a, you know, an impact player which I think she was going to still be able to do for some time, but it's never an easy situation, Um, especially if the player doesn't actually ever want to stand aside and you have to have that conversation. But quite honestly, I think uh, she'll know when it's time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's just, you know, managing the player now and sitting down, uh, having some good, honest, heart to heart conversations with, with, with one another, putting it all on the table. Um, And I think also too, a, a lot of the time, you know, with the older player, when they're starting to come towards the end, they start to see the young ones coming through, right? And the manager probably at times would sit there and say, hey, listen, you know, in this match, we need the fresh legs. We need young legs to get at them. We'll bring you on the next, 30, you know, last 30 minutes to come on there with your experience. And and it's mm-hmm. just having those honest conversations, Um And they, and Christine, listen, she's, she's a seasoned professional. She, uh, she gets it, you know, she, it's just, it's her being honest with herself as well and doing what's best for the team.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's going to come a point where, you know, from our standpoint, from the outside looking in saying that, how is it that Christine's still good enough to be starting in that team? If she's starting, you know what I mean? Like it's going to become a point where you got to hope that we have young, younger players coming up behind her that have the abilities, you know, maybe not at her quality, but some are close. that so they're going to knock in some goals on a, on a regular basis. Because as we know, uh, even in CONCACAF at that one, nil result that was, I guess it Costa Rica. That's uh, you know, that's a, a tight result against a side that, that never used to be, um, as close as that.
1: Yeah, for sure it is. And yeah, you know, like even like the, the tactical side too, when you, when you're talking about, you know, how you want to play. You, do you want to, are we going to play against this team who's athletic and we're going to press them, we're going to get at them, we're going to close them down and, you know, is Christine going to be able to do that for 90 minutes, right? So it's it's just, like I said, it's, it's a manager fig- figuring out, looking at tactics and and just, uh, you know, and, and I wouldn't be surprised too if, if Christine eventually, you know, she's going to get involved with the national team. She has to. She's a legend. She's got so much valuable experience for that next generation that's coming through and such an icon. Um, mm. that, I, that I can see her actually being a part of it. But um, I'm sure I'm sure they'll figure it out and they'll be behind closed doors and they'll they'll have an honest conversation.
3: But it would be easier, right, if there was still some young star coming through, scoring lots of goals. But I just don't know who that player is right now. She might still emerge. But at the moment, I, I don't think she's there in that squad.
4: I think when you're looking at, like, the greatest of all time, though, and use, you know, eliminate NFL quarterbacks because that's too like for like – Let's just use Messi and Ronaldo, which maybe would have been the obvious. I think when you're talking about the successor, you're you're not never looking at a like for like. So for Canada, for example, in the past, where they would have been relied, relied on Christine Sinclair as a nine, let's say, as a goal scorer, the game that has evolved, their game as a team has evolved to use the wingers, to use Janine Becky, who's so lethal and Christine Sinclair as the target woman in the box. Right or Jordan Heidema uh, was used as as the target woman in the box, especially against Korea. I felt as though they were they were they were totally um, workshopping that, or if you will, uh, practicing that um, to to put Heidema in those type of situations to use that play where it isn't a like for like. So now Christine Sinclair is, is participating in kind of that team as it evolves and finds its own. It's it's not a clean swap like that. That's what makes it a different situation with those players that you still want to. Have be involved in some capacity and those players that evolve or change their game to still stay in it like Ronaldo being this lethal goal scorer when he used to be the pacey quick winger mm. you know?
3: yeah the game changes right but then you see a like an Harland emerge right who's I wouldn't say he's, he's not old school by any stretch he does it all right but he's that more typical target man right compared to you know we've seen coming through the systems in the last number of years. But the game does change. I guess all things are secular. But I do worry about the this women's team a little bit. They're still very good. They're still going to be, you know, obviously a, a contender, I think, for the next World Cup and Olympics, obviously. But I just look at the way the, the women's game is growing internationally. It's great, great course for the sport. But I don't think it's very good for Canada at all. I'm looking at the European leagues right now, the Champions League, the the WSL, um, Syria. There's good teams committing a lot of money to this program now. And look at Spain. Spain was nothing five years ago. Now look at Spain. They're just outstanding. They're missing the best player in the world right now. And they're still going to be one of the teams to beat in in this year's tournament.
4: When England beat Canada in 2015 in the quarterfinals, it was an upset. And some people in England laughed. Like, isn't Canada supposed to be good? How did we just do that? And now you look at it and where England have become where I think they're ranked in the top five, Canada's six at the moment, as the Olympic champions, Canada's sixth. It really has shifted very quickly as these nations that perhaps are better equipped with a football infrastructure. And I hate using that term, but really no. uh, that's another way to describe it.
0: You're bang on. You're absolutely correct, because what happens is that the development will happen from the clubs, regardless of your financial position, and whether or not you can afford to pay and play and what level you can do that. And that's kind of what the situation is in Canada, that we have pay and play pay to play, and it's quite expensive and getting more expensive as we're seeing inflation and all these other barriers that we uh, they have. England will not have that. They got a development system waiting there ready to happen until it was just the clubs getting interested in the women's game that it yeah. t- took. And then you can see it now just absolutely exploding.
3: Yeah. And you won't know, mentioned that, you know, after, you know, embarrassing me, she, she spoke about how we need a domestic league in this country. And I've always, I wouldn't say dismissed that, but being a realist saying, well, yeah, but I don't know if we're at a point now, in our in our soccer development to um, have a, women's professional league that can be sustainable, right? But the bottom line is to progress on the field, we probably do need that pathway for these players. I,
0: I agree. We do need that pathway. But uh, realistically, um, when you look at finance of uh, situation we're in, the size of the country, the interest in the game, uh, we're in it all the time. So we think it's fairly popular, and it is to a certain level. But on a real level, it's not that popular. And I mean that in a way that how many media representatives were at the press conference after the last Canadian women's game in Monterey? Zero. Zero. No writers from Canada were down there supporting the women's team. Nobody from TSN, Sportsnet, CBC, Globe and Mail. Nobody. It was all done virtually we can't even get a, a one media representative to go down there so how the hell do they, they, they think they're going to get any support or enough support to be able to support a league
1: yeah
0: And the same that that goes, that, yeah, but go that, ahead, that, goes
1: that, that goes back to what you were saying before with sportsnet and tsn trying to block the game they don't want the game to grow no so they're not going to send down their reporters which is shocking mhm absolutely yeah. shocking and then for for us to compete and then and then the best thing about it is is the sports nets and the TSNs, they'll be the first one. If they, the women don't qualify, they'll be writing about it. Mm. Oh, hey, they didn't qualify. They mm-hmm. weren't this. They didn't go. Oh, yeah. hey, you don't when, support it, but you want
0: to hammer it. One yeah. soccer takes a beating. And some of the criticism, okay, I can live with that. But they were the only company, MediaPro, that were willing to lay any money on the table. And if I was a representative, I would have told them it would be a stupid idea. You're going to lose money on this deal. It's not big enough in Canada. It seems like a good deal to you, but I don't yeah. think we're there yet. And that's the well, reality. They had to. They went to TSN and said, "Would you bid on the uh, this last Olympic qual- or sorry World Cup qualifying for the men?" No, no, they didn't. They weren't interested at all. Sportsnet weren't interested. CBC weren't interested. They ended up having to sub-license it because they wanted more eyeballs on it to Rogers, who just did a play. Uh, basically a simulcast with one soccer play, yeah yeah like well, you so know you're right when the players talk about money or media money anywhere the only media money they get is from their international games when they play outside the borders of canada and that the csb don't get it any of
1: yeah. and it took us it took a spanish company to come in and and support this game in this country yeah not to there, be there
3: was, we, we said it before so be
0: they going. can't get a channel they cannot get a channel yeah. guys which is right. shocking Right. because and Rogers so- and Bell own all the fucking cable and they don't want it to, they don't want any of the properties being
4: that's it and at risk- the at the risk of sounding like corporate charlie which you guys who know me know that I am not um when jimmy says they don't want the game to grow that specifically when craig talking about the two big telecom giants owning the cable industry and not um having one soccer or this new enterprise this spanish company get onto their platform, that's that's the roadblock and that's where it is. But as far as media enterprises go, so separate from these big telecom conglomerates, as private media entities, they're not incentivized to grow any game. They're not really incentivized to even grow hockey, but they've, as a parent company, invested in hockey. So we see the investment from the media side, from people to sponsorship, to ads, to access, how much it's out there because... They know that's going to drive the dollars. And in reality, and this is the North American problem, there hasn't been this investment because you can see guaranteed returns in other sports. So they've invested in those other sports where they know that the returns are guaranteed. But when it comes to putting in work and having to build that to get to the return, well, they're just they just prioritize chasing what's already a cash cow, what's already, you know, it's a chicken and the egg kind of problem. What what would come first? Is it the investment? Does the game have to grow to a point before they start investing? Or if they invested in it, it would it grow to a point. You look at college football in, in the States, ESPN committed to that, investing in college football to make it this big national product that it is. Mm-hmm. And now it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, but did, they, did,
1: the- did they get their money back from the hockey deal? Those no. are two
3: separate things, though. Mm-hmm. I think those but are the two C- separate things. The CPL, things. though, is banking on that, though. The CPL is banking. The owners, of the C- Jimmy knows this, the CPL owners bought into this whole uh, business plan knowing they'd be bleeding money for a number of years. And they, they were prepared to do that for the greater yeah. good, right? And, and to eventually yes. turn a profit eventually, not straight away. It's going to be a while. And it's
0: it went through a pandemic, and they managed to get through it, and they're still playing.
1: Yeah, full yeah. credit to them. Yeah. Full credit right. to the owners. So right. when
3: we talk about the women's game, you know, and it not being sustainable in Canada, and, and it, it probably isn't from a professional league standpoint, but nor mm. do is men's domestic league football sustainable, really, in the short term. But... There's owners out there prepared to buy it and eat it. And there might well be for the the women's game as well.
4: Mm -hmm. To, to, To go back on words here, key difference between sustainable and profitable. If sustainable is just having a league that exists in 10 years, so these women like Chloe LaCasse can play here instead of, you know, digging up through her grandparents' lineage to find a European passport to be able to play at Benfica. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I don't actually know if that's Chloe's situation, but you look at some of these, she's just being someone now who's now part of this national team that wasn't part of the Olympic team and is playing at Benfica, a side that hadn't invested in women's football at all, and all of a sudden seeing how these other nations and other leagues are, particularly next door in Spain, are now pumping a bunch of money in. It's about getting to a point where you don't, you're don't, you not losing these women at 17, 18 because they don't have anywhere to play. And that was England's problem up until five years ago. Mm-hmm. I, t- I said the story before I had a buddy come from England to play co-ed with me. Well, we went out one night and I said, look, you're going to come and play on my co-ed team. We turned up and he, and he looked around. And he's like, oh, I thought you just meant you had some girls on your team. I'm like, no, the whole league is co-ed. And he's like, everyone's our age, like early 30s, mid 30s. I'm like, yeah, for the most part, there's some 20s. And he's like, man, to be honest, in England, we wouldn't be able to field a team to play in this league, let alone have a whole league of co-ed. Like if, if women were playing competitive into university, there's nowhere for them to go unless they're one of the few that end up in the national team setup up or are truly committed to that. And that's mm-hmm. changed overnight in, in, you know, in five years. So you just need that platform for them here. So it might not be profitable, but it is, it can be sustainable. Well,
0: I would, I would hope so, but it's a, it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. I mean, Wonger, uh, you knew market shares as much as anybody. Uh, and you got to think that ice hockey in this country has about 75% of the market sports market share. Mm -hmm. there's only so much to go around oh well
5: yeah we were talking about that earlier and I I threw out 75 maybe a little less because basketball and baseball just because competitive seasons but one of the other things hockey expanded its season all the time right and that's been a great thing including the world juniors who just lost sponsorship because of that federation's issues it just Mm -hmm. shows you what and I know this is going to Yes, market share sucks, but it also goes to show how you can win with a properly run marketing and sales approach to your federation. And, you know, it goes back to the CSA, goes back to they don't understand growth beyond these league money and the national team. There's nothing in between for them, right? And you're not going to grow market share. You're never going to grow the sport really on them and it all has to do with money at this point someone has to say hey this is going to be worth it and everyone has to get behind it and you see what they we've talked about the world cup from 2005 to now in 17 years you know selling out wembley or close to selling out wembley it's pretty amazing
0: yeah the euros yeah
5: euros sorry yeah
0: yeah well, I mean, from a, from a national team standpoint, I mean, a lot of talk has been talked about is about a sponsorship as well. Well, Dan, you know, this as well as anybody as well, that events drive sponsorship. So what are you selling here? Uh, world junior hockey averages, I think about forty mil- four million 4 uh, million profit for uh, hockey, Canada when they're away at home it's something like 8 million profit. That's a big event that you can sell. When they look at the Canada as a national team, Nations League is owned by CONCACAF.
5: Mm.
0: So where are you going to make any money? You're not making any money there. Not uh, anywhere close or anywhere because that's CONCACAF's own property. World Cup qualifiers. Okay. Inside, inside the borders of Canada. Yeah, you can make a little bit of money there. But again, very difficult to make money when you have a TV. No, nobody's even interested in carrying the team. So you got friendlies. What else? You have nothing else you can sell. Yep. Tell me how, I mean, how did, where is this money going to come from? Where book is the sponsorship going Matthew Matthew to come from? It's just book Iran again. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, do you know one yeah. thing I, I would love the to one, see- The ones who will win Alfonso Davies will win in this sort of situation because he's a superstar and anybody's going to want to go after him directly. Not the, Canadian soccer business, they're going to go after him because he's perfect to sell. But that's nothing to do with the national team. That's mm-hmm. Alfonso. He's going to yeah. get
3: well, that. Well, you know, Rick Westhead at TSN uh, this week, he, he wrote another uh, article column laying out the current issues, um, the infighting affecting in Canada soccer at the moment. And it's it's pretty scathing. Now, he asked for a response from Nick Bontis from Canada soccer. In the article, it says he got no response. So, you know, you're getting it from one side, but he did give Candace Sucker the opportunity to respond. They did respond themselves uh, late last night. I think it came out, the statements. It wasn't even a statement. It was an update. They didn't reference the the article at all, but all the issues that he mentioned, they mentioned. Uh, So lots of smoke, lots of conjecture. Then later this evening, today's Wednesday, um, there's a statement from the men's and women's team today calling for an investigation by... Soccer Canada, sorry, yeah, by Sports Canada, sorry, about governance issues and the CSB deal that they signed. The big concern is that there's an automatic re-up to 2037. That's one of the major concerns. Uh, but they want transparency, and that's been the key word from day one, right? Transparency. Give us transparency. CSB says, yep, here's the transparency. Canada Soccer says, here's your the transparency. They want more transparency. For me, the big thing here is, hey, the men and women got together and put out a joint statement. That's good. That's progress because there's been a lot of animosity between them mm-hmm. in, in recent months. Um, yeah, I, I,
0: I love the fact that they're standing together on that. Absolutely. It's very important that the players stand together Together on that i just think that the mud has got to stop being thrown around and the csa the players are going to have a massive zoom call and have us all laid on the line just what i talked about where does this money come from where did, there's no media money there's no pot of gold in canada that we think is there for for something and they're not hiding any money it's all there you can go to www.canadasoccerfucking.com yeah. and find it most of the information is there yeah they just needed to them. The transparency, is communication. The lack of communication is absolutely mind blowing, and yeah. the lack of, and the misinformation. They have a they have a guy they have a guy quoted from PEI, PEI, a board of directors. I went to board these board meetings with Jerry Dobson and MC the event. They didn't even know who the fuck I was. These are board members of Canada. This is another guy up in Western Yukon or whatever. What the fuck? These guys went on a drinking holiday. What he's getting comments from them? Those yeah. board members don't have a say on who the coach is. They do not have a say. They had a say on CSB and they passed it. They passed it. There's a TSN executive on the board of the CSA who passed it. Mm-hmm. Explain this to them. It's not that fucking difficult. Anyway. I thought, I thought
5: the West done. Coast, I thought the West Coast was supposed to chill you out. Yeah, West Coast Craig. I, I,
3: Oh, you know, now, now we all know what it's yeah. like being a left back or a right back playing in front of Craig. Oh, he's been in Toronto too long. That's what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> he makes great points. Though he makes great points. It yep. isn't
1: that simple, you know. No, but you, know, it, it, it is that simple. It isn't that difficult. It no, really right. isn't. But, you know, it's, 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 and he's he's bang on what he's saying because with with for profit organizations, everything's documented and and everything can be seen by members. Whether you go to your local football club or you go to the national football club, wherever you go, if it's not for profit, you can find everything that you need to find. There's some things that you can't, but the majority of everything is documented and it's shared. But he's right. It's got to be communicated. Show the players. Send them. Here. Look, this is it. Here's our books.
4: Look, how many times have we talked about? Sorry, the Internet's not doing us any favors today. How many times have we talked about how the professionalization that um, John Herbman brought in, right? And just one example at that time period. And he on our show gave the example of own the podium, the things that he learned from New Zealand to then bring to the national program here with own the podium, everything being documented. There was a structure in place when he took the men's job in that. This was not his words, but from how I read it, it was almost starting from scratch again. He could see how this would be, should be a a bigger financial driver, but there was less of an infrastructure than he had had at the women's program. So I think that the, you know, I said this before that what the players are asking for is a revolution of how things are done. And yes, we can look at it and say, and look on the website, Greg, and see where the money has been coming from. But I still think that there's a, between what we think there should be in looking at the States and seeing how much sponsorship money there is available uh, to what there actually is here. I think it, it could be higher. That the revenue streams could be higher, and they shouldn't be in a situation. This is a ten a problem that they should have solved ten, fifteen years ago. You can argue yeah, before, be, where they're waiting on the prize
3: money in order to have a revenue. This is a lottery be, think, win. But I think there is the short sightedness though of this whole thing for me. Is that okay? So the CSB comes around in twenty eighteen, whenever it was, and says, "Listen, we'll guarantee you three mil, four mil a year. We'll guarantee yeah. you that." At a time when there was no money in Canada soccer, there's no money at all. Yeah, um, but. If they actually looked long-term and saw the group of players coming through the system and thinking, man, actually, we've got a, some pretty good players here. We might turn this around in the field, in which case we'll be able to turn everything around long-term. Mm-hmm. Maybe that deal wouldn't have been signed, but they jumped at the money. And maybe they had to jump at the money. That's the issue. But where was the players' opinion then? Why, they they care about it now because the potential to make more money is there as opposed to going in the pockets of a company they essentially hired or was created to, to, to manage this situation. Well, Where, where they, were they? I mean, there's been no – some of brotherhood is a very recent thing because it certainly wasn't there four years ago. Well, one of the
0: uh, things with most associations and even confederations are they outsource, UEFA outsource. The United States Soccer Association for 20 years outsourced to some Soccer United Marketing. CSA did it with IMG for at least 10 years, doing exactly the same thing as they're doing with CSB. This is nothing new. Again, communication people, yeah. explain it to them. This non profit group of people, basically a handful of people, because they got no freaking money. CSA have no money. You can debate all those reasons why, but they don't have any money. They rely on registration for 30% of all of it. It's a really yeah. difficult situation. You're playing against teams in the World Cup like Spain, who have 200 million dollar budget. Ours is 25 million, and they're trying to spread that between the women and men.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, look for for me, guys. I mean, when you look at sponsorship and marketing, what are you trying to sell? You're selling no the product. Events.
0: There's the, no events,
1: but you're selling the product that's on the field. And over the the qualifying, the product has been fantastic. They've had great gate uh stadiums are packed people are interested go hire a local local marketing sponsorship team young bucks whatever you bring in you got 20% get on this go get on it and go sell it because now the time is it's hot it's hot get on the train and go but you can't sit there and expect people to knock on your door and go hey we would love to love to sponsor you and you know we'll give you a 200 grand or we we'll give it 300 grand
0: Right, but if you're not, if you're actually the broadcaster, okay, fine. But it, again, there was no interest, no interest, no money offered by any of them. In fact, the only reason why Sportsnet did it in the first place is because yeah, they got it's, ad it's, revenue it's, share. But
1: it's it's not just them; it's just it's it's all the okay. all the all, the, all okay. the businesses that are out there. Go okay. go after them. Get a young group, young group that's just starting. Say, guys, twenty okay. percent. Go get go get us sponsorships.
0: Great, twenty percent of what? What are you selling, Jimmy? The product that's on the field sell the okay. players. Nations League you is owned like. by CONCACAF.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter about now. World Cup qualifiers. Yes, you can you can try and do something there. And how many how many World Cup qualifiers did you have? We we, we ran the table. We won the we won the table. And, the and team they was paid zero money.
0: They paid zero money, Jimmy. They didn't give a shit. Yeah, but who's
1: who's the sponsorship team? Who's the marketing team? That's what I'm saying. Go get a young hungry group and say guys go after this right now and sell it but the, but the trouble is they
3: they They've they they, the they got they that it was four years ago right they signed up four years ago whenever it was it was four years ago they signed the they signed the contract 10-year investment with potentially as we keep hearing again no, no confirmation another 10 years beyond that right so they can't get out of that now now everything's looking great oh yeah get get a young team in there to sell brilliant you know popular sexy thing in the canadian sports market right now but they can't because they have a deal signed with the csb
5: but i keep
1: going back the the,
3: the csb still got a market and sell
1: it's confined it's, yeah. it's like it's, some with the states the exact yeah. same thing
0: okay so say dan dan wong i'm coming to you i want you to give two i'm going to try to get you to spend a million dollars on the csa and you're going to say to me craig what are you going to give me for that what, what are, are you going to what, what do that? i get for a million bucks what are you giving me for that? And I go, well, we got uh, Friendly uh, you know, coming up. Uh, in Vienna. Do anything, yeah, we can't in really Vienna. do
3: anything there. We can do something here. We, but you're going Ketter in, in Vienna in September.
1: Okay, but you're with the CSB. So now you've got the Premier League. you got 157 games that's, that's broadcast on one soccer. Mm-hmm. All throughout the country. So you're going to get Canadian Premier League. You, you, you'll get sponsorship with that. You'll get the national men's team, the women's team.
0: Okay, how many there's, people are watching a, a Canadian Premier League game? Well, that's that's not my job to create awareness. Depends if Jimmy's that's a you hire somebody
1: to create awareness.
0: Well, what well, that's what they're trying to do.
1: Well, is it working? No. So get the right people in there to do it. What you don't think one soccer have the right people? There's not. No, one, one soccer does, but their their job's not to go out there and, and, and do all that. The CSB and the Canadian Soccer Association, that's their jobs. They signed a partnership for sponsorships and marketing. Go do it.
0: Yeah, and they give the CSA $3 bucks a year for it. This
1: yeah, because great. They, they wanted
0: the rights to it.
4: It's great to see Craig and Jimmy on opposite sides of this, and I know where both of you are coming from, but I think this exemplifies Jimmy's response there, how the players see this. So, yes, we can say, well, how come you weren't asking questions about the CSB in 2018? A lot of these players weren't involved in that program. But to go back to my point before about feeling as though there should be so much more money out there, a lot of these players can see based off of their club teammates who are in other countries or from small countries that are nowhere near Canada on the first world spectrum, turn this money as Instagram influencers, as the side hustle, the sponsorship deals that they have as individuals and think, why can't this be the case on a national program level? Because in other countries it is. That's why Spain has a $200 million budget. Their economy is nowhere near ours. Their their, their federal contribution was probably nowhere near what ours is or you know, comes, with, uh, comes with, with a lot of baggage. No, but good. when they put them on TV,
0: they get millions of people. When they put their U-20s on, they get millions of people. When they put their women on, they get millions of people. And there's actually value to what you're actually doing.
4: There's the no value that. here. I see that. But, I, but my point being is I can see why people think that mm-hmm. there should be more money there. That if, oh, if on too. an individual level, these players can garner more than they've been getting, how can the national program not do that better? I agree. I agree. I
0: yeah. agree. And I, and I'm the first one and probably the biggest critic of the CSA on many issues. And it needs to be probably blown up and started again. But when there's certain things like this, we're talking
3: about it's people aren't giving money away. They're not giving money away. Yeah. The, so the fact is, Craig, what you're kind of saying is the, the issue with the players is this, it's the CSB deal. That's what they're worried about. Right. right? Why would we part of this? Yeah. Are we being ripped off? We're getting three million a year, four mil a year. They can be poking in $25 million a year. And you're saying, okay. Well, technically speaking, yes, but the reality yeah. is that money isn't there, right? So that number is almost irrelevant. They want to find out, and that's where the transparency comes in. Yeah. What is that You're, deal exactly?
1: Yeah, yeah, but look, yeah. The, the players have done their job. The players have done their job. Now it's up to the other half go, go, go do your goddamn job. And that's where, that's where it lies right now. We've worked our asses off. We got it to a World Cup, first time in 30 odd years.
0: Now, great. We're asking. And, and, and you, know what you know what go, happens? You know what happens, Jimmy? Go TSN. Happen. TSN have the World Cup rights. TSN have the World Cup rights. And you know where the sponsorship in Canada is going to go? Canada Adidas. You know where that's going to go? It's going to go to TSN. TSN is going to benefit on the millions and millions of Canadians watching the Canadian national team. The Canadian Soccer Association get fuck all for that. Zero. Right. Yeah, of they course. It goes to FIFA. But we
1: keep hearing about all these business leaders. So all the sponsorship lines, for people that want to have go the events, it out, which is the World
0: Cup. Go figure it out. That's your job, your businessman. I'm just still saying it I'm going to fall back on. What are you selling, Jimmy? What are you but selling? That's your job.
1: This, what are you selling to try to get more games in here? When was the last time you saw an under 17, under 20 game in this country? I would love to go see these young bucks play. Hmm. Sell something. Yeah. Put something together. Put a package. Nobody together. wants to watch it. How do you know? Haven't done it.
3: How do you know? Canada so that does get its its gate receipts. That's the our one women area just they won
0: bronze medal, bronze medal, gold medal. Listen, they won the bronze medal twice and the gold medal, and there's not one media person down in Monterey at the press conference.
4: Not one. I agree
0: with
3: you on that. I agree with. What you. What do they that. have to do? Yeah, we'd we'll be down there if someone paid us sponsorships. Yeah, okay, I but okay, that, but man. what is what is a good amount of money? So is is is, is If you do, you think Canada soccer could raise four million dollars a year through sponsorship, is that guaranteed right now with the World Cup year? Is it guaranteed? I don't know because right now they're making four million dollars a year with the CSB deal. No, it's not guaranteed, right? The point is, they're not being Nike's not giving them 100 million.
0: (laughs) Alfonso's got a chance of making four million. He might,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that money is out there, but we don't know that
4: in the past. If you're making deals for equipment, if you're making pro bono deals. You're setting yourself up for failure decades down the road. And this is the problem. It's mistakes for the last 20 years that are fucking this program over at the most important time on the field so that they're unable to profit off of the field from this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I I think the CSB deal from what I know of it made complete sense when they signed it complete sense However, Perhaps it shouldn't have been a 10 year deal and maybe there should be more foresight and they should have, Banked on themselves, yes. Four years down the line, and there's this great quality of player coming through. The way Concacaf's, you know, declining, and the opportunities yeah. that present itself in 2026, you know. But at the time, to guarantee three, four million bucks a year, they jumped yeah. at it, and I understand why they jumped at it.
1: Yeah, but the, the league would not have survived, guys, if they didn't come together, work together. Mm-hmm. It well, would not have survived. Would have been a, there there have have been a and Canadian soccer business. If those two didn't come together, there would be no league right now. Yeah, fact it would not have worked Mm -hmm. yep
0: that is it
3: would have been
1: impossible so they had to come together
3: yeah 100 percent um i I do find interesting is this national training center proposal on paper it's a great idea we need to have that for the game in this country but (laughs) if if it was if they did not shop that around the country there's got to be some big answers out there because I, I don't get that. They've signed this memorandum of understanding with the city of Vaughan for this financial feasibility um, of a national training center. That's great. It's all great. But I, I suspect there'll be a lot of hard questions asked about why that wasn't shopped around if indeed they do sign a deal with Vaughan yeah, for I $100 think, million I, I, or whatever yeah, it is.
1: But look, I think with uh, the mayor, Belovacqua, uh, he's a huge football fan. You're you're in a massive football hotbed. If it's the the old Toronto dump, right, way back in the day, it's now all green space. They've got acres and acres and acres there. The location's perfect. You're close to the airport. Players flying in and out for international duty. It's a lot easier than what it would be going out to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So That makes sense.
3: From, you all make, everything you say there makes sense, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm just saying you got to at least open up, open up, sure look you, around you, a little you, bit. You can,
1: for sure, you can open up and do whatever you like, but I, I just think, for me personally, I think it's a perfect location. You're 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 right. You're right in the heart uh, of York Region, close to the airport, big soccer community, lots of space to build whatever you like. I just think it. I think it's a good location. To be honest with you,
4: I do too. And I think the only reason there's a hesitancy or this fear that oh, wait a second, like this hasn't been done fairly. You didn't speak to Halifax. You didn't see it all these other places. is just because there's no trust based off of previous mm-hmm. examples uh, and experiences. But in reality, as Jimmy just highlighted, it's it's the leader. It's the leader in the clubhouse by a mile. Except the problem
5: is it's, once again, transparency. RFP is there, you know, request for proposal. It's there for a reason in all project management acquisitions, all this kind of stuff. You know, as a federation, as a government you should, you should all be saying, hey, let's just look at this a little more closely. Let's make sure we have other bidders. There could have been someone, you know, to the east a little bit or to the, you know, not just figure out, oh, it's going to Vaughn. That's all. And yeah, but- you, you have to, you do that. Look, it costs more money and it's a little slower, but it's one of those things you do to make sure that everyone, there's no, there's no funny, funny games going on yeah it, I mean it is a
1: business, right guys look, keep keep in mind when it's not for profit as well, not for profit you they they've got to bring three or four different options to a table. it's not the it's not one option that you bring that you're going to vote on. They're going to vote on three or four different options and this is the one that's probably made sense to them and they said let's let's do this
5: because you there was they, still but Jimmy there was still not a process. it all might make sense. It could be the right decision. And it probably to your guys' point, it probably is the right decision. But there but there has to be a process. There has I, to be with I, that, the board I, members there doesn't have, have to be.
1: With board members and not for profit, there has to be a process. You no, can't just not, go, oh, you, we're gonna do
5: this. You say that there is a process, but that obviously with the CSA, they don't follow their own processes. That's their problem. No, no, you are you're guessing there. No, no, I'm not guessing after reading Rick Westheads and listening to you guys for the last yeah, ten like years.
1: Rick Westhead okay, I'm sorry, you know, he's wrote an article, but no, that's got to be documented for them to vote on that location. And when you're spending money for not-for-profit, you have to have everything Look, documented. I totally agree. And I'm agree. sure they've covered their asses because every board member is accountable for every decision that is made with the Canadian Soccer Association.
5: Yeah, You're liable. Except for coaches. Except you're not liable in the same way with a non-profit as you would be with a for-profit. It's not the same... Uh, oversight there's not that level
1: with nonprofit, you are oh yeah not
5: like not like a 100 a you are accountable private. for every decision that is made accountable yes but it's there's no <laughs> what are they going to do it's they're, they're you're going to be oh your your name is going to be used badly it's mm-hmm. not no. like they're not going after it, jimmy they're not going after your house they're not going after any of this kind of thing that but they legally, do.
1: legally, you're binded. Yes. Being in that a, position.
5: There's not the same accountability. I would argue to Craig's point with all these obscure board members that these guys were friends of friends, needed a good name under the thing, don't really care about soccer. To your point, Jimmy, there is a process. They just don't fall. They bring in people who don't care, that pass things, that talk behind your back. Like, that's who they're dealing with right now, because that's how they've been run.
4: It's politics. And we see this all the time. And I think that's where the fear comes from that, wait a second, something shady is happening, or we're losing out here, we're getting screwed over, because you see it happen time and time again. But to your accountability point, remember those stickers on the ground at every shopper's drug mart and every grocery store you went to that keep six feet apart?
1: Was that Doug Ford's?
4: It was Doug Ford's family. Yeah, of course it was. Had the contract for that. <laughs>
1: that guy made forty million over the over the over COVID.
3: That's right. And that should not surprise you at all. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I mean, we're we we're, we're getting all heated over an article that's written, uh, an update by the governing body, and then a letter from the men's and women's teams. That none, of, not, all three of them aren't talking together. Right? There's no one talking here. Right? No. now, it seems. Yeah. Um hopefully i said before cooler heads prevail that's not how it works suddenly in, in soccer administration in this country unfortunately but um it will not go away unfortunately i was hoping it'd be a short part of this podcast it's dominated it but we still have oh, time for some the, C-
1: the csa again gets us heated i uh, know again yeah. it gets us round up every right time or
3: wrong. they piss us off right or wrong jesus so,
1: uh, one, one, i one, thought one, one, it was a wednesday night we're gonna have a little giggle a little laugh <laughs> and then look what happens
0: well on a positive note on a positive note, we would never be going to the World Cup without somebody as positive as John Herdman because, beyond all this yes. shit that has never <laughs> ever changed, if yeah. people think it's because of the CSA, no, no, no. It's because of John Herdman.
1: Correct.
0: Correct. He fucking perform miracles that we don't even know about.
1: And he drives a Beatle.
0: On he off the pitch yeah. 16 Somewhere 16 in Canada right now, there's a there's a, break, a beautiful
3: a, a vintage down. beetle and a caravan, going <laughs> around with Craig Forrest in the passenger seat. <laughs> anyway, um, before we, before we close, um, let's try and end us in more levity. I hope we have some. With a uh, let's get really deep deep inside Wonga's mail sack. Okay, so thanks,
5: Sharms. The the mail sack has a lot to delve into, but one was what was sent a few weeks ago, and Sharms uh, made me aware of it. And uh, it's from, let's read this here. It's from Marlene Otter, and it's more of a comment than a question. But she says, "I hate soccer. It's such a boring sport. Man, fall down and cry. Many such cases. So th- thanks for sending that in, Marlene. That, she, that was a good one.
1: Hey, she. I bet you have a million bucks she's a baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She might be uh, on the board. She might be in the board of Canada Soccer, actually. It's quite possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: From Western Yukon or wherever.
0: Tell her to watch women's football because that's one thing that hasn't got into the game yet is the diving.
3: That's right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, will get hey, in there. Now you're
0: taking it seriously. It will. I wonder when. Hey, start. Let, let me tell you something.
1: Let, let's get things straight. You watch basketball. Basketball, the guys are diving. They're looking for fouls all the time to get on the line. Hockey, mm-hmm. the exact same thing. They're getting a little clutch, they're getting a little hook. They're falling, they're dropping because they want a penalty. It happens in every single sport, every sport. But Apart it is way baseball because there's no contact. There's nothing.
5: <laughs> well, no, anything okay. else in your sack? You know what? The only last thing was uh, I wanted to talk to uh, B because we have a big decision, fellas. Uh, we oh, have our zone. To fire him. I we no, agreed. no, he doesn't know yet. I'm not doing it oh, on shit.
2: air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at him. He's
3: not sure. No, Has it been the
4: meeting without me? <laughs> he I,
1: doesn't know what to say.
4: I know you guys have a separate chat that doesn't include me. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> off, off web. called the lighter web (laughs) web.
5: (laughs) Uh, we we have a big decision to make in the in the next two and a half weeks and it's the i've got to zone do i get
4: fubo and b you have fubo Fubo's great. It's got the games. Well, it's got that's CETEA. What's it? It's, it's easy to use. If anything, it's uh, it's structured a little more like your TV guide would be. It's not uh the same user template as DAZN, but you can watch all of one soccer's offerings. So the Canadian Premier League is there. The Serie A is there, ex- as accessible as it was on DAZN for the Premier League or the Champions League. And for the Premier League now being on Fubo, I think it'll fit in the same way on the on the guide. Okay, so are you going to have both though? Yes, I, of course, I, because the Champions League is on DAZN.
5: We have and to. right and NFL. Does that keep you
4: on DAZN? I still have cable because I'm a media member, so I oh, uh, I don't right. need DAZN for the NFL. But as a Cleveland Browns fan, I would say I use DAZN for the NFL, maybe more so than others. But so you there's, there's too much talk about market share. There's like too much to watch. I would say in the last five years, my NFL fandom has become exclusive to the Browns. I just don't have time to watch other games. I
3: can catch highlights and read the headlines. Fubo also, 10 p.m. on Sunday nights, has uh, porn cheers. (laughs) 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 Cliff and and, uh, Sam getting at it. Sharms, so, you're a pretty funny guy. Eh? You're, you're pretty funny. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I bombed earlier this show, pretty bad. So I had to come yeah. back with something. Redemption. <laughs> Everyone loves
5: a redemption story. Yeah, he?
1: no, he's, <laughs> he's, he makes me laugh. You're quite funny.
4: What do they do in England uh, when they cool. get all the? Is it comic relief? They get all the sport relief? Is that what it is? Where they get all the? Yeah, I think
3: sport relief isn't that part of comic relief. I thought that was executive yeah. relief.
1: <laughs> Just so dry. I love it. eleven um, o'clock on Sundays. <laughs> oh, okay,
3: sorry.
4: Uh, Benfica TV also available on Fubo, and uh, for you fight fans, there's I think the
3: Fight Network is on Fubo. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. well, I so mean, Jesus we, we should call Fubo and try and get a deal done, Dan. Let's figure out if we're going to be working with Fubo anytime soon. I'm going to take. That's a Fubo. freebie, by the way. That's a freebie, Fubo.
1: Yep. Well, you have to take Fubo. <laughs> it's got Premier
0: League now. Saturday. Have no choice.
4: Well, we're not taking any beer after the last episode. If you listen to that one, thanks, Craig.
0: Oh, you're Michelob Ultra! Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Michelob Ultra. It's the best. Um,
5: is that it, woman? knows it <laughs> in the second? Yeah, so that's or? it. We're closing it up. I texted. I texted you know, two sacraments?
4: great bits today for the mail side. Uh, you really? brought you, you. yes, I texted you for fuck's sake. So you brought out something from three weeks ago.
5: <laughs> oh, I read those. I know those like are nice. <laughs> those, those we talk about. That we say those guys' names every week. It was Bergman and
3: it was Carey. maybe starks by the way um i i feel bad saying this because it's always brilliant right um jc's openers are always brilliant um now now today's opener was apparently one that was never aired before but i think it was aired i think we used it well no i played it i took
5: it off after reconsidering our deal with star but yeah because it was right before we had signed. right after we signed and we had the meeting on the Saturday with them. So I went, it, and we didn't have a caution slash warning. So I took it off. What you're listening like, to right
4: six, now six, is six, a lesson 12. in transparency for the CSA and anyone who's looking <laughs> to improve their transparency skills. Brought to you by Dan Wong, presented by North Star Bed. Yeah,
1: I tell you what, I'm going yeah. for a curry. I'm on a curry tonight.
3: Atta boy, Jimmy. Good show. Way to win the show. A Ruby Murray. Way it begins. Yeah, nice hot Ruby Murray. Nice hot Ruby. All right. All right. Well, listen, boys and girls, hope you enjoyed that. Um, this preseason pod, I tell you, it uh, can be a struggle at times, but we're finding content. Uh, but we are, what, three weeks away, not even, to actually start talking about some real European games. And, and all you MLS fans, I know it's still going on. We love MLS. We've given it plenty of play the last few weeks. We'll continue to stop whining, okay? All right. It's been <laughs> Faye Prime, the Podcast. We're back on Friday. Um, keep buying newspapers, all right? And uh, cheers for listening. Bye.